to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hello, everyone. We are back. Another edition of Keys to the City. I am the host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, T3 Ted Keys. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Ted, I can't remember the last time that I came into an Eastern Conference Finals where I was anxious. I was anticipating a legendary series, a classic series. If anything that we've seen in the first four games, it's been anything but that. The complete opposite of what we've seen in these first four games. Now, we're going to talk specifically today on just the Eastern Conference. I know people might be, well, what about the Western Conference Finals? Well, if you haven't watched, the, the Golden State Warriors are 48 minutes away from, once again, going back to the NBA Finals. So we'll see what happens tonight in Dallas, but Dallas has their hands full. We've seen a 3-1 comeback from a team playing the Warriors. Do we get 3-0? I doubt it. We'll see what happens. But right now, Golden State Warriors look like they will be going once again to an NBA Finals. This is all specifically based off of what's going on in the Eastern Conference. Because these two teams, we think about how a couple of years ago in the bubble, it was a six-game series. But there were some legendary moments. There were some legendary games. Came down to the wire. Ted, I haven't seen that in the first four games. Now, I was live in one of these games. I seen it live firsthand of how this game played out and this series has played out. And I've stated that the, the Miami Heat, the winner of this series, is probably going to win the NBA title to me. But I did also say that the Boston Celtics, well, I would bet the house money on the Boston Celtics to win. I still feel that way. But I don't know how these rest of these three games are going to go, Ted. Because you look at how the first four have gone, straight up. Turnovers, sloppiness, bad shooting. I don't know what to make. You can't. This series, basically, what well, we've seen, everybody's talking, oh, well, well, who has the edge? Who's going to have a Memorial Day, Tommy? What I was going to say also is how we really can't base off of who's the better team. It's pretty much a one-game basis, Ted. So when you look at these final three games, to you, who has the edge? I still have an argument in the Western Conference and maybe Steph Curry is the best overall player. But Jason Tatum has really stepped his game up to an, uh, an elite level. You know, we always knew he was a star. I think mm-hmm. we're starting to see a superstar in the making. He is really oh, – the culmination of what Jason Tatum, what the Celtics wanted when they drafted him and what he has become, you're, you're seeing he is he is maturing in front of in front of our faces by the day. Now, like you said, this series is, is so peculiar because each team in the four games, one of the teams has been up by at least 20 – in mm-hmm. all four games, and in two of them, one of the teams has been up by 30-plus points, yep. which is remarkable because you're talking about the number one and two seeds. You would think that these teams would be evenly matched, which they are kind of evenly matched. Yes, the Celtics have a little bit more depth, but the Miami Heat were the number one seed for a reason. They yep. were the best team throughout the season. They they had, Jimmy Butler is an all-star. Bam Adjabayo is an all-star. Kyle Lauer is an all-star. Yes, they're a more veteran-laden team. But the reason why I chose going back to the question is why the Celtics is because they have more depth. We've seen this time in time in and time out that the Celtics find ways to win. They they found ways to win when Robert Williams was out last night. The defensive player of the, the year, Marcus Smart, was out. Didn't make a difference. 
Derek White scored seven of the first eight points for the Celtics. They yeah. went up. They went on a huge run in the first quarter. Nothing like I've ever seen before. It was amazing. They missed their fourth, first 14 shots to Miami Heat. But the Celtics have more depth, right? And 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 I just want to make sure that I have this all correct. As much as they are banged up, the Heat are even more so banged up. I mean, you got Kyle Lauer still fighting through that left hamstring. Strauss is dealing with a hamstring. Um, P.J. Tucker, left knee uh, irritation. We know – uh, Jimmy Butler, the last two series, has been dealing with knee inflammation. So the Heat are a little bit more beat up than the Celtics. And when you don't have the depth that the Celtics do, we're seeing the difference. But with that being said, the series is still 2-2. So what do we make of the the three the next three games? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, are we, are we going to see blowouts back and forth and then get to game seven and have a classic? I, I would say this. Jason Tatum is the best player still left on the court. Jimmy Butler is number two. Bam out of Jabayu – we saw what when he plays like he did in game three, what a difference the Heat are. Yeah. I also think last night not having Tyler Hero, because the Heat don't have the shooters and the supporting cast like the like the Boston Celtics do, mm-hmm. it makes it makes a difference. It showed last night. Yeah. But I don't think Tyler Hero played last night that it was going to make a difference. The Celtics were still going to win. At one point in the first quarter or second quarter, they were up by 20, 27 points. They pushed I, it to 32 points in the third and quarter. And that's the thing. It's, just, that's really, the thing it's, remarkable, it's just remarkable, Trev, because, like you said, you have two evenly matched. And I told you before this, before we did the show, I felt like this series in itself, hell with the, the Western Conference, we're not talking about that right now, brings me back to the old 90s series, Knicks, Bulls, Pacers, and and I just say that in that sense of the physicality, because every time you watch this game, it's these guys are grinding. There's guys on the floor, they're diving. There's injuries. Everything is, but then we're also seeing blowouts. So we haven't seen that classic game yet. It's still to be determined what we will see in Game Five. But right now, I would say the Celtics have the edge going into Game Five. And that's the thing when I say like this: this series is pretty much based off of a one game at a time because one game one we're like oh well it looks like the miami heat have the edge okay well game two well it looks like the boston celtics have the edge because they're going back to boston then you get game three and we saw how that transpired then we get game four it's you really just gotta wait and see for this series because right now it just doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense how this series is playing out we've seen a game we've seen runs that we probably haven't seen in some time each game Miami, the third quarter, we know what they did. They went on a 22-2 run in the game one. Then the Celtics game two, going a 24-3 run. Miami jumps out to a 39-18 lead in game three. And then last night, the Miami Heat just didn't want – I mean, the, the ball did not want to go into the rim. It pretty much – you think about it, jumped out to an 18-1 lead. The Heat didn't score their first basket until Victor Oladipo hit a three with about three minutes left in the first quarter. 18 points total last night by the Miami Heat. Lowest ever by a starting start. five in a playoff game since they started tracking starters back in 1970. So last night was just kind of a culmination of so far of what this series has been. Yes, we like to say, oh, well, the Celtics, oh, they look great. They look like they're the title favorites. I get it. But then you come back and you see the Heat, what they do. Both of these teams, and we talked about it at the beginning, before these both of these series even started, you look at how different the Western Conference matchup was. Then you saw how similar the D- the Eastern Conference finals was going to be between the Heat and the Celtics. Both teams, great, tough, nitty-gritty, make you uncomfortable when it comes to the defenses. Their offenses, you got stars, you got players. 
but that's like been the telling sign is that which defense is going to give up that I, I guess that have that off game. Whereas one game it's the Celtics defense that's just making the he- the heat offensive game plan extremely uncomfortable. And then the same thing is replicated with the heat. It's just been an ongoing, like whoever's got the hot hand, well, I guess. It's, as a a roller, it's, a roller, it's a roller coaster ride right now. It's it just, it and, doesn't and, make it, sense. Well, and if you think you look at game one, you start with game one, you take away that third quarter for the Celtics. The Celtics had a realistic chance of stealing game one. They did not. Okay, whatever. He held, held home court. Game two, Celtics came out and dominated. Yeah. You were there. You saw it. Just totally. And you know what I'd also say, Travis? You can tell almost who is going to win by the end of the first quarter. And the reason why I say that is because look at the dominance you see. I mean, you saw the Heat come out game three, boom, and took it right to the Celtics. I mean, literally took 100%. it right. And, and they were dominant. And then the Celtics were trying to play catch up. They never were able to catch up. He held strong, even with Jimmy Butler sitting out for most of the fourth quarter. I don't know what to make of the next three games because the first four games have been yeah. Heat dominant, Celtics dominant, Heat dominant, Celtics dominant. Like, you know, one of the guys said, and I and I'm repeating myself, each one of these teams had led by 20 points at one point or another in each of the four games, and two of the games they've led by at least 30 points. That's remarkable to think about where in the Eastern Conference Finals, we got the number one and the number two seeds. We got two teams that, if you think about, are built very similar. Hard-nosed, physical-minded teams, defense. One coach in Eric's Polster, we know what type of coach he is. He's, he's always in the running for coach of the year. We have another Celtics coach first year, but we know what he brings to the table. Celtics are five and zero. This I mean, this that's that hire. You look back at that. You look at that hire. Brad Steven with the hire of a man Adoko. Well, and just, Brad Stevens I mean, is part of his part. I mean, I know. Robert Williams being on the court for the Celtics is such a significant upgrade yeah. because it allows Al Horford to body Bam Adebayo. It allows him to get out and stretch the floor. Robert Williams gives that that protection in the paint. And listen, Al Horford's been an unsung hero in this play, in this, in this playoffs. So you could say series. the playoffs because he really Generally, has. even the game in the series before this uh, matching up against Giannis. That's and, what I'm saying. This entire playoffs, he's been like that. So, so what do we make of the next three games? Right? What do we make of the next three games? Who's the healthiest, really? I mean, there's one day of rest between these two games, so it's not like you're getting much rest. The Heat will have the advantage of playing in the home court. We know what home court advantage does. What the series? Both but, teams have won but, on the road. Both teams have won one. I, on I would say this. We'll go back to the original question. Who has the edge going into game five? It's got to be the Celtics because they have more depth. They have the better talented team mm-hmm. and they have the best player right now in the series. Listen, if Jimmy's fully healthy, maybe Jimmy's the best player on this, on this, on the court. But right now, Jason Tatum is the best player on this court and he has proven it. But you know what? He did game three, though. He didn't really show up. So who shows up? What team? And that's that's another thing is that you've seen how this series has played out. Game three, Jason Tatum had a stat line of 10 points, three of 14 shooting last night or the other night. Jimmy Butler had the same exact shooting line last night. And I know he's been dealing with injuries. And we talked about it. The names that are that have been dealing with the entire the injury bug throughout this postseason for both teams. Jimmy has been well. This started in this series with the knee inflammation. 
Marcus Smart has been dealing with an injury. Tyler Hero with the groin looks like I don't know if he's going to be playing for the rest of the series because that's something you got to monitor. Jason Tatum had his stinger in game three. Lowry's been dealing with the lingering issue. And I think the biggest, I think the biggest injury that it could impact the rest of this series and maybe the entire playoffs is Robert Williams. I watched him last night, man. That man is a difference maker. To have, I know he doesn't bring the the seven foot like height, yeah, but he's yeah, got the yeah, he's got the we don't need to. He's, he's got the wings. I know he's got the wingspan. He's got the length. And the thing is, is that we just talked about Bam Adebayo, how dominant he was in Game Three and one of his better games in postseason history. Robert Williams was not there. Exactly, exactly. And when he played last night, you didn't see that same aggressiveness from Bam. So, and that's the same thing I also see with Jason Tatum. Now, don't get me wrong. Tatum has been delivering, but he's had moments where he has looked anemic. I noticed where he was getting guarded by Max Struess, Tyler Harrow at times before. He's gone against weaker defenders where he takes advantage of them because he's a great offensive talent. But when he's getting guarded by P.J. Tucker, it's a little different. It's kind of like how Bam is when Robert Williams. When Bam is going against a, a weaker defender like he was in game three, like maybe Horford at times, he takes advantage of it. But when he has a guy like Robert Williams and that presence that Robert Williams has brought to the Celtics, and if he could stay healthy, that's why one of the big reasons why I believe this team is still going to win this series and is still going to win the NBA championship. Because Robert Williams' impact, kind of like Draymond Green for Golden State in the sense of his defensive paralysis and his aggressiveness in the interior. And if he can stay healthy, and I did see him limping a little last night, but if he could stay healthy, Ted, this Celtics team has a legitimate shot. It's just right now, looking through the first four games, I don't believe that there's great confidence in like to say, you can say, yeah, the Celtics are going to win game five. Do we believe that? Oh, yeah, the Miami Heat are going to win this. Do we believe that, though? Like, that's the questions we have to ask ourselves about this series. Yes, there's still three games left. It's a three-game series right now. Could be two games. We don't know how game five is going to play out. And I know that gets people excited. But with the way this series has been going on for the first four, it's been anything but exciting. Because, like you said earlier, Ted, the game has been pretty much, like, answered within the first – like, last night's game was over in the first ten minutes. The Celtics game uh, – the game three – Felt like the game was already over, even though the Celtics made the miraculous comeback and almost won the game. You almost felt like the game was over. Game two was like, okay, it was 70 to 45 at half. And you're like, this game's over. Like you just felt already like the game was over. I know game one was different, T, but you just get that felt that feel that well, that's what I was saying. The first 10 you minutes really dictate the rest the of the, first, the rest of the 38 minutes. You almost knew by the end of the first quarter and going into the second quarter what type of game you were gonna see. I mean and in game three, even here's the thing: Marcus Smart gets hurt, Jason Tatum get hurt. I mean, you just you didn't know what to make of this. No, listen, this is go back to old WWE man, last man standing match. Who whoever's the last man standing to survive? Uh, listen, you called this I a had war. This, I, you I had called this, this a war. That's the thing, and I was kind of like. I don't know if this is a, a war. Is really not a, a war. Is a back and forth action. Dude, this is a war. These guys are physically going at each other, beating each other up, and you you named. I mean, there's eight guys you can name on the injury list. Questionable every night. Tatum, Strauss, Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, uh, PJ Tucker. I just named yep. eight nine guys yep. that are dealing with injuries. I know. And the, the only thing I would say that helps the Celtics is that they have more depth right now. They have more depth. 
And they can, and they've proven they can win without Robert Williams. They've proven they can win without Marcus Smart. The, the Miami Heat have not been able yet to prove that they can win without their guys. For me, the two keys are in the going forward with the next three games. It's not going to be the superstars, obviously. People are going to be like, oh, Tatum's got to be great. Jimmy, well, we'll see what happens with Jimmy with the knee inflammation. To me, it's it's the two big guys. It's Robert Williams and it's Bam Adebayo. If Bam Adebayo can play the way he did in game three, the Miami Heat are going to have an excellent chance of playing, representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. If Robert Williams plays the way he does defensively, what he brings defensively, the Boston Celtics will win the will win the Eastern Conference Finals. I know everybody could say, oh, well, Jason Tatum this or Jimmy Butler that. Those guys are going to do their thing. We Regardless, if Jimmy's healthy, 100% healthy, yeah, he played last night, probably wasn't the best decision because he had an, he had an awful game, but still. You want Jimmy Butler 100%. I know Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler are going to do theirs. But to me, it's kind of like the offensive line versus the D-line in the NFL, Ted. It's that interior matchup between the bigs. Whoever gets the better push and who's ever the more aggressive team is going to – or player in this standpoint is going to win this series. And I know it sounds crazy because there is a great, great deal of talent on this floor. For both teams. But that's me. That's what I think. And that's what I see. That Bam needs to be more aggressive. And we already saw that he could be. And Robert Williams just needs to stay healthy. Because if he does, one of these teams are going to win. And it's going to be due to the big men. But the thing is crazy. We did talk about how great these defenses are. And it's really been the ultimate X factor. Because both of these offenses at times, turnover-wise, has just been, it's made each possession for both of these teams uncomfortable. We're going to see what happens with the rest of this game. But to me, the, if I had the, the edge for the rest of the series, can I just do a toss-up? Can I just do a heads or tails to pick? Because right now, you you can't sit here confidently and say who has the edge. And well, if here's, you think, and if well, you here's, think the, here's the other two facts. Hold on. Here's the other two facts. I was just going to finish. you got the Miami Heat, I wanted to who have two of the three games home. So that's a factor. That's a major okay, factor. I get that. No game seven, Miami, and they're, and we know when you're home, the bench always seems to play better at home. But the better team with the better player is the Boston Celtics. So, yeah. like you said, seesaw battle, something's got to give. That's I'll all I'm trying. I, I, thought- I had the Celtics in six. So I had Celtics. And Warriors. I had Celtics in six, too, but I also and had, Celtics. You had I had the Celtics and Mavericks because I really thought that maybe the Mavericks would pull like a, a Luka or this team would pull like an AI, the 2001 team, Sixers team. That would just get through because he's that good, and the team would just, well, deliver like they did against the Suns, and I've been anything but that. But the way these two series have been, I guess we shouldn't be surprised with the Western Conference. We certainly are surprised with the Eastern Conference Finals. But like I just said, to make my final point is, if you came to tell me that one of these teams has the edge in the rest of these in this three-game series, and you could confidently pick one of those teams, you're lying to yourself. Because each game has given you anything but confidence of who's going to win this series. We're sitting here at game four, going into game five, three games left, and we can't say, we can't say who's coming out of the Eastern Conference. And if you, like I said, if you think that, you're lying to yourself again. So to me, I'll give the slight edge to the Celtics because I picked the Celtics to win, but I'm not saying it confidently. We'll see what happens, though. 
It's been it's been anything. It's been it's been fun to watch in the standpoint of like just like you're kind of like, what the hell's going on? Why is this happening? This is not supposed to be happening, but it is. It's occurring. We'll why see how to- happening. Why is this happening? But this, we'll see how tomorrow turns out. Game five will be in Miami FTX Arena. We'll see what happens. Game six will be Friday. And then if there is a game seven, it will be Sunday night back in Miami. I'm going to try to get tickets. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to try to get tickets to at least game five or game seven. I got to check it out, bro. Come on. Dream come true. Got to keep it. Got to continue it. Got to gotta keep representing keys to the city. But we'll see what happens. All we all know, looks like the Warriors could be closing out tonight. Or will the Dallas Mavericks keep their season on the line going back to Oracle Arena? We'll see what happens with Golden State. Is it still Oracle? I know they got the new arenas. It's still no, called, I, it's, no, I, I, for, I forgot what it's. It's not like the Lakers where it's like crypto arena or something. Now it's, I don't know what it's. I forgot what it was called, but we see uh, if Dallas Chase, Chase Center. The Chase. Thank you, thank you. I, I still get confused sometimes with the stadiums, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. We'll be back later in the week to discuss maybe a possibility. That we could have a closing series in game six between the Heat and Celtics, or we'll see what happens with the Western Conference Finals, too. Plus, New York Yankees and more NFL talk coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.